0: two girls one
1: ghost we're getting closer and closer to halloween (laughs) and as we get closer i turn into a wicked witch
0: sabrina's lost her mind it's very true but i'm so excited for halloween it is so close
1: i feel alive why we celebrate all the time on this podcast
0: two girls one ghost two girls
1: one ghost this episode is sponsored by bioclarity and, uh, yeah, here we are. And we're going to read you ghost stories because that's what we do.
0: All right, Sabrina, kick us off.
1: I'll kick you off the podcast.
0: I believe it.
1: I would never. Are you kidding? <laughs> what the hell would I do by myself? It would literally be me making weird voices like, mm, I'm funny. I'd listen. No, you wouldn't. I Maybe really not after no you one.
0: kick me off. That might be a friendship ender. I don't know.
1: <laughs> well, good thing I don't have any plans and I never will <laughs> kick you off. As long as you don't plan to kick me off no never okay cool glad we're on the same page okay i have a story from claire and okay she goes now that i'm halfway through listening to the podcast because it's literally all i listen to all day and night i figured it was time to share a couple stories the man in black this is not an experience that i personally had it's instead my mother's early on in her marriage to my dad they built a home in which we've been living in ever since My dad at the time was a deputy sheriff and was working odd shift work out on patrol, leaving my mom alone in the house. And during these times when she was alone, she would get terrible feelings of dread and like a rock had just dropped down in her stomach. She would then look out a window to see a man circling the house while staring her down. She never went into specifics about what he looked like, only that he wore all black. However, I know exactly what he looks like due to the residual energy and my clairvoyance. He was tall... Thin man, dressed in a black, old-timey suit. He wore a bowler hat that matched the suit. He was pale, his chin coming to a severe point and his eyes vivid red. Always narrowed while stalking my mother. The man targeted her for months without fail, anytime she was alone. Finally, my parents had our house blessed and she never saw him again. I know that he bears a big resemblance to the traditional men in black, but I don't believe that's what he was. I believe he was a malevolent spirit that had followed my mom to the new house, and he had just been waiting for the perfect moment to get inside. Yikes. And then my second story. The Disappearing Angel. This is a story my father told me that's more lighthearted, but still spooky and extremely confusing. It took place during the same time period as the story from my mom. My dad would often have to go out on night patrol in the southern historic end of our county. In that area is a large, extremely old cemetery. I know it incredibly well as a lot of my family is resting there. In a section of the cemetery close to my family's plot is a large statue of an angel. She is not in good shape and is missing pieces of limbs and has all sorts of chips all over. She has been; she can be seen easily from the road. This is important. Because of teen- Because of teenagers being teenagers and always wanting to go to cemeteries at night and do fuck knows what, my dad would pass by a few times each shift and shine his spotlight across the row, across the rows of headstones and statues. One night, as he made his rounds, he passed the cemetery, shining the spotlight and saw nothing amiss and carried on. However, on his second sweep, the large weeping angel had vanished into thin air. What? And on his last, last sweep of the shift, She was back as if nothing ever happened. I've heard other people say that they have seen her disappear as well. So it's truly insane, especially considering how enormous she is. I'd guess 12 feet of solid concrete. Hope you enjoyed my tales. I just adore your podcast and the two of y'all. See you on the other side and stay spooky y'all. Claire.
0: (sighs) It makes no sense. Where does it go? Where does a large, heavy statue go? Where does it go? Uh, Up to heaven because
1: it's an angel? I don't know. Oh my
0: gosh, what if it's like a superpower angel statue and when someone really needs the angel or the guidance, it will fly off and then it will return to the cemetery after providing help.
1: Ooh, what if it like when a new body's buried, it goes in the middle of the night and spends the night there with the spirit and then returns to its place on... The statue it's all yeah these are lovely
0: thoughts but also wouldn't you see <laughs> a 12 foot solid concrete statue flying about yes you would think so or people removing it and it's also extremely heavy god man i don't have
1: an answer for that i don't know that's insane i'm just very glad that that whatever that evil red-eyed man was oh the man and the man in black he was stalking her mom <laughs>
0: I'm not even, I'm trying to figure out, I'm like going through the Rolodex in my mind of all of the names and definitions of these paranormal creatures. And I'm not exactly sure what this, like, what's the prerogative of this
1: I have no idea. I have no idea. I never will. And why? Why her mom? I mean, why
0: anyone, but...
1: Right. I don't know, Corinne. I don't know.
0: I don't know either. And that's why we do this podcast, so that we continue (laughs) to say that we have no idea... I never get any answers. But the stories are great nonetheless, and we love to try to learn. And some people do have the answers. It's
1: just not us. You have a story?
0: No, Sabrina. I came unprepared to this
1: (laughs) Encounters episode. Unprepared, even though we have 3,000 emails in our inbox that are unread, waiting to be read. Okay.
0: This is from Connor. It's called Manhunt Turned Into a Ghost Hunt. Ooh. Hey, Sabrina and Corinne. My name is Connor. I just want to say I love your podcast and rock out to your intro song every time. (laughs) Us too. It's the best part. I just recently started listening and now I binge it all the time while I'm working. I am a delivery driver for UPS and I am by myself all day, every day. And you two keep me company for nine to 12 hours a day. Hmm. I feel like I know you and it's such a pleasure to hear your voices and stories. I don't Uh know what I'm going to do when I catch up and I have to wait every week for a new episode. Okay, with that being said, let's get into the scary stuff. Back when I was in 7th or 8th grade around 2007. Oh my gosh, are we the same 2007?
1: We are. Is it bad that I have no idea?
0: Middle school is 2007.
1: Ah, that makes sense.
0: Okay. Okay. I went to a friend's house for her birthday party. There were about 8 to 10 of us there, and when it got dark out, we decided to play Manhunt. And for those who don't know... I love Manhunt. I know, Manhunt is so fun! (laughs) (laughs) We should do... Oh! I wish we lived in the same place. It'd be I know. so fun to do like a little sleepover in someone's backyard if we have <laughs> any friends that have houses, and do all of the like you know like black cat and manhunt and all of flashlight I tag, all the good games. Ugh, miss um, it. For those who don't know, manhunt is basically a game of hide and seek mixed with tag. It's generally played in a large group and it's outside, spanning across a large area, which in this case was my friend's neighborhood. The object of the team being hunted is to all gather at a safe spot before being caught, which was my friend's porch. We split into two teams, and I was on the team that was doing the hunting. At this point, it was late enough that it was pitch blackout. It was nearing the end of the game, and all of the other team had been caught or made it to safety except for one person. We'll call him Joe. My team split up in search of him, and I made my way out two or three houses down. I looked between the houses, and I thought I spotted him. I ran over and I stopped about 20 feet away from where I saw him facing, standing half behind a tree and half out. There were absolutely no lights on near these two houses and he was wearing all black so I could barely make him out. I was sure I had him cornered. Joe, I yelled out, I see you. You have nowhere to go. But he just stood there. I called out his name several more times. Nothing. Getting kind of freaked out at this point, I ran back to my friend's house, and when I got there, Joe was standing around with everyone else talking and laughing about how he made it back to safety. What? How did he beat me back? I thought. Then my heart sank. Joe was wearing a white shirt, not the black clothes that I'd seen the figure wearing. I told everyone what had just happened, and though I was shitting my pants, I wanted to go investigate. <laughs> Mostly everyone was too horrified, except two girls who volunteered two to go Two girls, check one it. ghost. Yes, it was us. (laughs) Surprise! Connor's our friend. Except two girls who volunteered to go back and check it out with me. We'll call them Jess and Amy. I led them back to the spot that I had seen the man and pointed to the tree. There was nothing there now and thought maybe I was just mistaken because it was so dark. But when I looked over to Jess, her demeanor changed instantly. She seemed panicked and terrified. She was overwhelmed with negative feelings about being there and insisted we leave. We went back to the house where everyone was now inside. Jess was visibly freaking out, so while Amy went inside to join the others, Jess and I sat at the end of the driveway. I tried to calm her down and understand what had just happened. She said that she has always been intuitive and had a connection with spirits. This was the first that I'd heard this from her. She tried to explain what abilities she has and what she was experiencing, and I don't remember much of what she said, but I do remember being extremely skeptical. I have always been open to the idea of spirits, but hearing someone I knew explain that they had experienced things like this threw me off a little. It gets worse. The neighbor's house across the street had a row of thin pine trees that lined the edge of their yard. They were too tall to see over them, but thin enough to leave small gaps between the branches. While Jess and I were talking, I looked up and saw something moving on the other side of the trees. It was moving along the trees towards the neighbor's driveway, which was directly adjacent to the driveway we were sitting in. I immediately stood up and tried yelling out, Who's there? Now, this is where my memory gets a little foggy, because the next thing I know, this thing is now in the street directly in front of us and was moving closer and closer. It was the dark black figure of a man with no discernible features. It felt like time slowed while it made its way towards us. The figure was moving much slower than normal walking speed, like it was taunting us. I was already standing and started freaking out. Jess was still sitting, hugging her knees. She was staring wide-eyed straight ahead like she was in a trance. I was screaming and begging her to go inside, telling her that we needed to leave right now. And she mumbled something like, no, I need to stay. Oh. And I kept yelling and I tried pulling her arm to stand her up. All the while the figure is getting closer. I couldn't have been more than five feet in front of us when Jess finally snapped out of it and realized what was happening. I helped her up, almost dragging her, and sprinted <laughs> for the door with so much momentum that I sprained my thumb trying to open it because oh my it was gosh. locked. Jess and I pounded on the door, and thankfully our friends were just in the next room and let us in. We slammed and locked the door behind us, and when we looked out, we saw nothing. We probably told the group that there was a guy outside, but I don't think we went much further than that. We never spoke about this again, and I haven't talked to Jess since early high school. I still have a hard time understanding what even happened that night. Revisiting the story has made me want to reach out to Jess and see if these events actually happened how I remember them. Maybe when I finally get caught up with your episodes, I'll get to hear you read my story. I'd love to know what you guys think. Stay spooky, Connor. P.S. My dog's name is Champ. Not after the monster, but he can definitely be one sometimes. So I think it's fitting. Oh, look at champ! Look at his. He's got the perfect little like dimple space between his cheek and his lip and i just want to kiss it and he's like looking right into the camera too which i think is so cute <laughs> look at his little soft like pink shiny lip no oh. <laughs> i love shiny dog lips i hate creepy black figures that are chasing you and uh... oh my god isn't that insane and what's so interesting is that this figure was clearly like watching these middle school kids like running around yeah and playing and then when Connor approached it, it ran and then was just watching. But then why did it run from Connor and then just watch him from half covering? But then when Connor was with Jess, suddenly it had all of this. Maybe confidence. it wanted Jess.
1: Maybe it wasn't after him, it was after Jess.
0: Yeah, maybe it was following Jess. I don't and Connor know. was just there as witness. Because Jess was,
1: like, in that trance then, too. So, like, it felt like it was more about her. Right. It also makes me wonder if Connor, unknowingly,
0: is a little bit more in tune with the spiritual world than he thinks. Because
1: with all those
0: kids running around, I would think that maybe someone else might have seen something.
1: But this is why... Okay, so I love all those games and stuff, but that's why it scares me. Because, like, you're running around and half the time you're running around alone in, like, random people's backyards and stuff, like... Anyone could be there. Anyone. It could be not a ghost. Yeah. It could be a scary figure,
0: like a um, actual scary person. Right. Uh, what's his name? Joseph D'Angelo, the Golden State Killer, who was just caught via DNA in the past year, year and a half. He used to crouch around and creep around people's backyards. And so many other scary people and criminals also do the same thing. So it's like you never know what you're going to happen upon, even in your own backyard, even in your yep. own neighborhood. Don't like it don't like it oh speaking of, did we talk about this what did you see the security footage in that woman's driveway and everyone's like it's an alien and it looks like dobby it looks like dobby yeah i don't i'm undecided also to me it kind of looks like a little like a little kid with wearing something on his head
1: just yeah. like being weird and doing like chicken arms yeah i think it's pretty easy to i don't know it looks like many things yeah but it probably isn't any of those but yeah i, I believe a child
0: but it was fun to look at.
1: Yeah. The idea of it's cool.
0: You know what else is cool? Bioclarity. We always talk about wanting to be healthy. And part of being healthy is taking care of your skin. And we found a product that basically does for your face, for your skin, what clean eating does for your body.
1: And that is bioclarity. We absolutely love bioclarity. I mm-hmm. actually bring it with me to the gym. And anytime I work out at the gym and shower there, I use it. All the time because I get red, splotchy, one just in normal day, but also from working out. And so their Floralux, which is like their nutrient that's only in BioClarity, actually really helps calm the redness and like the hyperpigmentation in my skin.
0: Yeah, it's super detoxifying. And it's also really exciting to use BioClarity because they do use Floralux, which is made from the chlorophyll from plants. And they're the only company that
1: has. Floralux. So I'm like, oh, I feel so special. Mm -hmm. And it helps you nurture and hydrate hydrate and restore your skin. And uh, I feel great. People actually complimented me saying that I'm glowing. Glowing. And you can also feel
0: good because their products are 100% vegan, cruelty free, paraben free, sulfate free, and artificial and fragrance free.
1: Yep. And they have two different options of skincare routines one is the clear skin routine, and then the other is the essentials routine, which is for normal or dry skin. And that's what both Corinne and I use. Yeah, we're all up
0: in that essentials routine. So get healthier, more radiant skin by going to bioclarity.com. And right now, our listeners, you can save 40% on skincare routines, plus an additional 15% off of everything on their website, which is an incredible deal. Mm -hmm. So if you want that, all you need to do is enter our code
1: TGOG at checkout. So go to bioclarity.com and get 40% off skincare routines, plus an additional 15% off everything on their website when you use our code TGOG at checkout. As with many of our listeners, this listener, Jay, has a haunted history. And so he sent us a bunch of stories and I'll read a few. Dear Corinne and Sabrina, introduction. By chance, I like how he set it all up. It's very nice. Very aesthetically pleasing for me. By chance, I stumbled upon this gem of a podcast while attempting to find something spooky that would get me in the mood for Halloween. I am incredibly grateful to have found such a wonderfully insightful and hilarious show. You two are absolutely amazing ghostesses, and I cannot wait to keep devouring your content. I began listening a couple of weeks ago, and I'm already up to episode 24. I start all podcasts with the first show and work my way up to the current content, and I've been meaning to submit some of my experiences but have yet to find time until now. I want to share some of my more palpable experiences with you. I've had experiences my entire life and I continue to have them to this day. Given the plethora of experiences, I will only send the more palatable ones. Background. Let me attempt to shorten this email by giving you a bit of background on myself first. I am 6'5 and powerfully built. That's how others describe me. I am very rarely scared by anything living, unless you look like a doll. Dolls are my weakness, and I'll discuss that further. (laughs) I am generally skeptical of unexplained activity, even though I have dozens of unexplained things happen to me, and always attempt to find a rational answer to things. I'm also a very protective individual. My friends always rely on me for safety and come to me when they are distressed about anything. I provide them with comfort, acceptance, and love. Furthermore, they know I will always keep them safe. Powerfully built. I've always had, I always have to investigate anything paranormal. If I hear a voice or a sound, then I go and I look for any possible explanation. I've done this my entire life. Some may call it brave, but others may attribute it to stupidity. You can decide for yourself. Upon making my acquaintance, most are typically wary of my stature until they discover that I am a giant, gentle, giant teddy bear. Furthermore, I am an empath. The way you both speak about your history and other people has led me to believe that you both may have some empath in you. I don't know if you've discussed this in later episodes, however, it's worth looking into. I would love to talk to you more about this. I can feel other people's presences and energies just like others feel the temperature of the room. I believe that is why that is what it has attributed to my numerous experiences. Additionally, it explains why I attract souls that need protecting, both living and dead. This first one is called Shadow Cat. The first experience that I can remember was when I was five or six. And at my paternal grandparent's house, I would see the shadow cat. It was two-dimensional and only appeared on the base of the walls inside and around my grandparents' house. It would walk around the walls as if it were just, just on the other side of the wall. I could talk to it and it would purr in response. However, I was unable to otherwise physically interact with it. It generally would just sit and watch or it would rub its shoulders and back against the wall as if scratching itself slash wanting attention. Apparently, I was able to see this entity as long as I could speak. My parents and grandparents would frequently see me talking to the base of the walls, which they thought was weird AF or just extremely imaginative. However, no one else could see this cat, and I saw it until I was 7 or 8, and then for some unexplained reason, it never showed up, showed itself to me again. Then, this is the story called The Witch in the Portal in the house that i lived in throughout my elementary school years i would have had i would have extremely lucid dreams about the basement there was a malevolent female energy down there i referred to her as the witch she would isolate me by making sounds or rolling a ball out of the shadows towards me oh no what no no (laughs) no to that uh, as i was inquisitive i would more times than not go and investigate i would ne- i never was able to see her just feel her oppressive presence the witch never touched me or scratched me however it would manipulate objects in an attempt to harm me i was alone in the basement and struck by a billiard ball once and another time for no logical reason the legs to the pool table were swept out from under it and this was a heavy wooden t- pool table that took about four adult males to move it resulting in it smashing my foot oh god She was never able to otherwise physically hurt me. However, she frequently tried to draw me to a well that was located in our basement. Why do you have a well in your basement? I hate it. (laughs) The well always gave off a dark and uninviting energy that made me hesitant to go near it. Upon reflecting, I believed that this may have been some sort of portal. The energy there was always changing. Also, in this house, I apparently suffered from some form of sleep paralysis as a very young child. I do not remember this. However, my parents have told me that I used to wake up screaming, that I could not move my body. I could only cry, them, cry out to them. Then, as soon as they touched me, I could move again. I went to a few doctors, and however, this was never medically explained. I am now 28 and have never experienced this since. Earlier, I mentioned how much I hate dolls. The house I, that I grew up in was full of them. My cousin, who my grandparents raised until she was 15, had quite the collection of dolls. When she was young, my cousin had a couple of baby dolls that had battery pack and would say things like, mama, or other pre-recorded messages. However, these dolls have also acted like a conduit for other things to communicate through. I would hear voices coming from the toy room where these dolls resided. To ensure that no one was playing a trick on me, I would strip the dolls and ensure that the batteries were not placed inside them. And even when there were no batteries in the dolls, they would speak or growl. Yes, growl. I would normally investigate and could never explain how it would happen. My grandmother is also a fan of china dolls, porcelain dolls, and figurines. So in our dining room, there are two china cabinets with an assortment of porcelain dolls on top of them. The ceiling of the china cabinets are north of seven feet tall, and I am by far the tallest member of my family. My mother is 5'2", my grandmother is 5'4". Everyone else needs a stool, ladder, or chair to reach any of these dolls. Regardless of how one positions the dolls on the cabinet, inevitably, they will always end up facing the same focal point. I can reposition them in any fashion, and they will always wind up back into the same position. That's creepy. What are they all looking at? What's the focal no. point?
0: I know. What are they watching?
1: Um, okay. Okay a la hallows eve experience one of your earlier shows mentioned halloween and the veil between worlds although i previously believed this phenomena to be a misguided extrapolation from a legend i experienced it for myself on the night slash morning of october 30th slash 31st of 2007 i was a junior in high school at the time also a lot of things happening in 2007 this episode my then bedroom door at the time did not have a latch on it Therefore, I relied on a security chain to keep the door shut and a heavy body pillow to keep the door closed so that it wouldn't swing or creak open. Across the room from my door was my bed and another glass panel door that accessed the roof. My bedroom was right next to the train tracks and a street lamp. Therefore, I had a nightlight of sorts that allowed me to clearly see my see in my room and into the hallway. The night of October 30th, I went to bed around 1130 p.m. as usual. My brother and uncle, who also slept upstairs, were already asleep and I could hear them snoring. I did not chain the door closed. I only sat the pillow by the door, and no one was going to come into my room as everyone else was already asleep. So I figured the pillow would suffice, or so I thought. I begin falling asleep when I see and hear my bedroom door fly open. I turn on the light and investigate. The big, heavy pillow was flung across my room, and my door had slammed into my bookshelf. I checked to see if perhaps my uncle or brother were playing a prank, but both of them were sleeping and snoring quite soundly. Also, where I slept in my bed allowed me to see into and down the hallway where their rooms are located. Therefore, I would have been able to see them had they kicked in my door. I then checked to see if any windows were open that might have caused a gust of wind, but the central air system was off and all windows were shut. I could not explain it and I thought perhaps the little ghost girl was just playing a prank. I said out loud, I'm going back to bed and would like to remain unbothered. I closed my door, sat the pillow back, locked the chain, turned off the light and went back to bed. As my adrenaline eventually dissipated, I was able to fall asleep. And at 1am, October 31st, my door once again violently swung open. I shot up and raced to my door. This is one of the few times that I remember being shaken as an adult, if 17 is close enough to an adulthood. Again, I checked to see if anyone living could have done this. My uncle was still snoring. My brother was not snoring but had a hideous sleeping face, mouth agape at, and head at a weird angle that he would have he would not have faked when he fake sleeps, he looks normal. He has no idea how <laughs> he has no idea how ugly of a sleeper he actually is. <laughs> 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 Again, I checked the windows and vents and I even decided to go downstairs to double check that all the doors and windows were closed and that there there was not and that there was no intruder. Nothing. Finally, I came back upstairs and investigated the chain. I know that I had secured it to the door this past time. Given that the door flew open so violently, I expected the chain to be busted. However, it was completely undamaged. It appeared to have been taken off the latch before the door was thrust open. My adrenaline was really pumping after this account. That little ghost girl always respected my wishes and I could not feel her presence. Therefore, I was out of explanations. I was feeling uneasy, so I decided to watch some TV in my room before attempting to get back to sleep. I relatched the chain, replaced the body pillow, and turned off the lights. I watched TV until roughly 2.30, and I decided that I was being childish and needed to suck it up and get some sleep. I had practiced after school and was attempting to court my crush. Therefore, I required my beauty sleep. Try as I liked, I could not manage to fall asleep. Finally, at 3.11am, my door exploded open. I opened my eyes. My head was facing toward the glass door that opened that allows for my room to be illuminated. However, my room was pitch dark. I looked at the door as something scratched and fell down my wall. As the object hit the floor, I heard glass shatter. The door had flung open with such a force that a picture had fallen off the nail and shattered on the ground. As I heard the scratching of the picture falling, my room floods open with light from the streetlight. Only then did it dawn on me that when I initially opened my eyes, I was staring at a black form that prevented light from passing through it. It had yellow-orange glowing eyes that watched me. As this wave of realization washes over me, I look back at the glass door and see nothing. I go out onto the roof and again see nothing. However, I feel something. It was dark and malevolent. I puffed up my chest and I immediately began to shield myself from the entity and for some reason, I could not do it properly, and I was beginning to shake from adrenaline and fear. I got off the roof, went back into my room, avoided the glass, checked to see if my brother was all right, and then I retired to the living room for the rest of the night. I don't think I slept a wink that night. In the morning, I was finally able to center myself enough to to demand that the presence leave and that it was not welcome there. The room immediately lightened up, and I have not felt that presence since. I promise to share more stories in the future. Thank you for reading and keep up the amazing work jay ps if you ever decide to visit louisville and waverly hills i would happily accompany you and do my best to protect you
0: we need our our oversized super tall <laughs> teddy bear yeah we do forever gonna go there i don't know but also jay sounds pretty haunted <laughs> yeah yes, he might he trigger does. all of the ghosts to come out the creeper to visit
1: but none of them are all that creepy, aside from that last experience. Well, the witch—the witch is horrifying. Okay, that's all creepy. <laughs> the cat and the dolls aren't as creepy. I get the dolls are creepy, but like the dolls are
0: creepy. The oh, but they growled. Ugh, oh, I'm
1: done. Tap out. Tapping out.
0: That's. I mean, scary. all the Jay's stories have proved to me is that there are so many different types of paranormal encounters, and none of them you really want most of the time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Except for Shadow Cat, I liked Shadow Cat shadow cat shadow Shadow cat cat. shadow cat shadow cat cat was
0: fine the witch was absolutely not fine
1: no that witch is scary and also reminded me of my um growing up my basement demon oh yeah yeah yeah. and also like the idea that it like was like the well and like the why are wells so creepy and why are they always portals and why are they why are they in basements (laughs) they shouldn't be i yeah i know that's interesting I wonder well, if it's I don't really know about why
0: wells are in basements. I always picture them outside of the property.
1: I know. It might just be from an older.
0: And then house do and- glowing eyed dark figures lurk around wells? Because apparently. I don't
1: know. Corinne I don't know the answer to that and it makes me scared because I don't want to see that the idea that like you know that you have this light coming through the window and it's a protective thing and like you 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 feel secure with it and then all of a sudden it's pitch black because you can't see it and then you realize the reason you can't see that light anymore isn't because it's out but because there's a figure darker than darkness that is blocking it from coming in.
0: And then your door busts open at three eleven a.m. Hell no. Hell no. Hell, hell to no. no. Go back to hell. I can't even imagine how terrifying that would be jay survived you did it he did it Woohoo! all right well i have an email from patty this one is a little happier oh good we like so to end with It's a good one to end on cool all right i have a great experience to share i was in college after raising my children and one day at school my criminal justice professor asked why i hadn't signed up for his work experience class that met on mondays He said that since I was starting late, I would be last on the list with 30 other students ahead of me waiting for an internship. No prob. I'll be there and I'll wait my turn. The next Monday was Halloween and the local radio station had a clairvoyant on for lucky callers to speak to. I tried to get through on my way to school, but no luck. I get to class and no one was there, not even Professor Clark. And I thought I got it wrong. Wrong day, wrong class or something. But just as I was getting ready to leave, in walks the professor and he asks... Where is everyone? He also said that he was sorry that he was late, but he was taking a call from an auto theft task force that was looking for an intern. He said that in all of his 31 years of teaching, he never had only one student show up to class before. (laughs) He said, but since you're here, I'll give you the internship at the task force, even though you should have been behind everyone else. It all took but a few minutes and he said it was okay to leave early as no one else was there. And on my way home, that radio station was still taking calls, and I got through, and I won a reading. She was able to tell me my best friend's name, how he passed, and the last words he said to me, too. Then I asked if he knows what I'm doing with my life, a.k.a. going to college. And she says that not only does he know, but he's orchestrating parts of it, making sure I meet the people I need to to get where I want to be, and removing those in my way. what fyi that internship gave me a job after one year and gave me the experience to get the job i have now i've been working for the court for 15 years it's amazing my certificate of completion for the core course was signed and dated june 24th his birthday patty Ah! he's literally he's orchestrating it he was like oh Patty's last in line for this class and to get the internship that she needs to further her career. How
1: about just all other students don't show up? Like, how do you orchestrate that? I just am, like, good for her ghostly best friend. Totally work- looking out for her. But like, I know. I'm just curious. Do you, like lock all their bedroom doors like they can't get out. They all have to call locksmith, Right. Or maybe, I mean, it was Halloween. Maybe everyone went out to drink and they just were a little too hungover
0: and thought that they slept <laughs> through their alarms. But really, their alarm clocks never... <gasps> oh, I like that. ...went off. He turned off all their alarms. Yeah. Well, that's cool. It's so amazing. And it was dated on his birthday.
1: I know. That's fun. That's and a And obviously great
0: Yeah. And in the reading that she got, it sounds like that clairvoyant was, like, really giving some serious detail i'm glad it's working out for
1: her i know you all need someone to look out for you and what a lovely story
0: to be able to so clearly connect the dots to and connect them back to him that's the cool
1: part yeah
0: i also like that he wanted credit he was like try calling in once more hold on
1: whoa can you talk again hello what's happening i don't know mars was talking to us for a minute but (laughs)
0: what did they have to say anything
1: cool we lost connection very quickly it was like just the earth is about to explode in 50 years oh i was like let's not say right now i still have to eat lunch
0: i hope if anything (laughs) awful happens to the world i better be eating a warm melty or just cookie dough in that moment or like some mac and cheese just like the best moment of my life it better be then. Now you're making me hungry. So I'm gonna eat an early dinner, a five thirty dinner. That's a normal
1: dinner, is it? That's when, I, when I, would, I went and I, I visited
0: eat- my cousin in Spain. We were going to dinner at
1: like nine p.m. Well, that's when I eat dinner nowadays. If, but if I had, if it was my choice, I'd be eating at five thirty.
0: All right, guys. Enough about food. This was sick. This was fun. This was spooky. <laughs> we got chills. This is two Girls, on ghost encounters and if you guys have any spooky stories or just general stories or heartwarming stories or alien Ooh, abduction yes. stories or bigfoot sightings or anything a little bit bit macabre a little bit paranormal please email them to us our email is two girls one ghost podcast at gmail.com we Sabrina and I both read the emails that come in we're the only ones in the inbox and so if you email them to us in our inbox they have a chance to get read on our encounters episode. I like a good catchy subject line. So
1: I read them all. Wait, remember we both had the same teacher, our acting teacher, I'm not gonna say his name, Ron. Well just Ron, I'll say Ron. I'm not gonna say his name. Well not his full name. You know what I mean? God (laughs) screw me. Okay, yeah, Ron Okay. So Ron wouldn't read emails unless you, like had a interesting subject line. So like when I was like having like a mental breakdown because I was like, I'm gonna fail out of college I emailed him like Beavers go dancing in the moonlight. Like (laughs) <laughs> and he answered, "Yeah."
0: So if everyone could could subject title like that, make that's it amazing. Pertinent to
1: the um actual t- like thing you're talking about,
0: be descriptive. But also now you know, Sabrina loves dancing beavers <laughs> in the moonlight. So
1: something like that. Uh, yeah.
0: All right. We also have a variety of ways to support us. You can follow us on social media. We have Twitter. We have Instagram, and we also have a Facebook page but then a facebook group which is definitely where the action's at um we have a lot of i think we we broke over ten thousand. yeah members. we did
1: what the frack
0: and we have these awesome moderators who uh man the group and approve posts and make sure everyone's having a fun and safe and inclusive yes, experience there so that's really awesome and we get so many of our suggestions and everything from the yeah, facebook group it's great
1: you're great uh support us sponsor uh support us what is happening support us and you can rate us review us on itunes which means a lot to us and then you can also support us by supporting our sponsors who for today was bioclarity if you guys want to save 40 percent on skincare routines plus get an additional 15 percent off of everything on their website go to bioclarity.com and enter code tgog at checkout
0: and we will see you on the other side
1: Very smooth.